gentlemen, welcome back to a new year of Elmo's yes, World. Yes, sir. Uh, we just gotta apologize for for our absence in these last couple of months. Mm-hmm. To be fair, we did try recording an episode that was supposed to drop on New Year's Day. Yep. But the audio on that was so fucked up. We we take pride in our in our product here, so we didn't want to put that one out for you guys. Unfortunate, because um, it was a good product. It was a great episode. Had. It was a great podcast, but you know, if the quality of the audio isn't good, then the whole thing kind of goes to shit. So. Yeah, we're not trying to blow your your eardrums out. Yeah. But uh, New Year, let's jump right into it. Yes, uh, sir. So I feel like the rest of the world, I didn't watch the Golden Globes on Sunday, but I no, saw sir. it on Twitter on Monday. Yes, sir. Absolutely. What did you think? Um, I well, when I first saw it on Twitter and and Instagram and everything, like like shit was blowing off, and I was like, oh, like you know, something about the Golden Globes, something that I don't give a fuck about, and then. I actually ended up opening it and saw the monologue and I was like, holy fuck. He, oh my, he went off. I was not expecting that. That was one of the darker openings I've ever seen. Might be the darkest. I mean, he's done it. I think he's hosted the Golden Globes three he times has. before. And if you look at his older ones, he's he's just about as bad. Uh, uh, but this uh, yeah. year he definitely took it to, an ex- to a new level. Yeah, because he talked about... Um, Epstein, he was talking about the like the college admission scandal. This man was going off on Apple, Amazon. He was going off on everybody. I literally was not expecting it. Um, but I guess since like he keeps saying this is his last time, I don't think he gives a fuck anymore anyway. Yeah, unless I feel like they're going to offer it again uh, next year and they're just going to give a big check and he's going to have to take it. I hope so because then he might come out with some other insane takes so I, i'd love to hear him do it again and then um, if he does he'll be a hypocrite about the same exact yeah, shit he was roasting them about exactly so then he'd probably like people might start roasting him so i think twitter would go off if he did it again um but what did you think of like the stuff he had to say um i thought it was funny there were certain moments that were like i i don't mind dark humor there were certain moments yeah. that were a little bit too much for me like yeah. the judy gent shit was, was yeah, a yeah. little too far yeah. Um, but he does like I do respect his right to tell mm-hmm. to take jokes that far like I think yeah. that's the point of comedy is like you have to push the boundary and like good comedy really does push the boundaries oh, so yeah. I'm not gonna knock him for saying it could he have been less abrasive at mm-hmm. like a black tie event sure yeah. but at the same time I think what was great about it was it's just like like a, sticking your middle finger up to like this huge establishment of like pomp and circumstance yeah. like everyone's pulling up in like private jets and limousines and it's like I, it was it was interesting for him um, pointing out the fact that, uh, especially the lack of diversity, he he pointed it out during his monologue, and I was like, I mean, at least he recognizes it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, there were actually quite a few minority um, winners. I know Aquafina got one for Best Actress in a Comedy. Um, Rami Youssef got one. For, oh yeah, um, I heard sh- about that for his show on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. And um, Bong Joon Ho, I forgot if he got Parasite, like a best uh, foreign film, or if he got best director of like an independent film or something. But he won uh, a Golden Globe as well. And the craziest thing was uh, speaking of Rami Youssef when he came yeah. up on the mic and like one of the first things he said was Alu Akbar. Oh my God, I was about to say that. Yeah, which is like post 9/11 American yep. history, like. That shit was crazy to me, and like I applaud him so much for that. Shout out him because yeah. New Jersey, born and raised. Hey. Hey man, rapping, rapping, we like. Uh, when when I saw that, there were so many memes of, you know, it going around. 
where they were like, oh, all the white people in the room like fell silent when he went up and said that. I feel like some people still don't actually understand what that phrase even means. Um, and for everybody listening, Allahu Akbar means God is great. That's literally all it means. So if if people are like misconstruing it for something else, like now you've learned that that's what it was. And I agree. I think it was it was great to see him get up there and actually say it. It was kind of like a moment of, I wouldn't say necessarily, I, I mean, I guess you could, you could say like a moment of triumph. Like it was, it was cool to see him win that. Um, like he, he, um, I haven't followed his career like too closely. I, I've seen like a few of his like stand-up specials and stuff and like, they're pretty good. I, 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 I'm glad that he like got that recognition. Um, what did you think of, uh, when you know he was calling out not Yusuf uh, Gervais when he was calling out um, like Apple Amazon he was talking about all the sweatshops and and how like p they're taking advantage of people like it, it really got me thinking I mean look I'm not gonna lie I'm still obviously gonna use my iPhone I'm still gonna use Amazon Prime it's just like it just kind of gets you thinking you know like what what were you how are you kind of processing that like I think we were we're all aware of like the the messed up things that big companies and corporations yeah, do, sure. but the the problem is when like so much of their products are monumental in your life, like mm -hmm. your iPhone, you know your Literally. MacBook, you know you have a Netflix account, like all these different like corporations and companies, they play such a huge part of your lives. To 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 cut one of them out for ethical reasons, like it's tough. It's generally it's tough. tough. Yeah, I don't think. Uh as, like uh, if the CEO yeah. of Spotify came out and said like, "Yo, I hate sick people," <laughs> are you gonna delete your Spotify? Um, I mean, I might have to make the switch back to Apple Music, but honestly, I'll be so honest. Ever since I did make that switch already from Apple Music back to or, or Apple Music to Spotify, um, yeah, I'm not deleting that shit. I'm sorry, I that shit is dope. The playlist they make is fucking great. I guess he hates me, but I'm sorry. He's still going to get my money. That's just how it is. Like, it's hard. It's hard standing up for what you believe in in 2020. Like, to legitimately stand up for what you believe in. Yeah. And it's, it's so uh, hard to care about all these things at one time, too. Yeah. This is kind of an unpopular opinion. Like, people, you know, people will, like, people are not very open about saying these kind of things. And, you know, here at Elmo's World, we don't, we tell you like it is, like, if, if it happens, like, these things are happening. Big companies do these terrible things, sweatshops, things around the world like this. But we all continue to use their products. We don't think about their the ethical considerations for when I'm using my iPhone. Like, when I'm FaceTiming someone, I'm not thinking about that. Yeah, it's like I'm still going to shop at H&M because their Literally. clothes are cheap yeah. and they look good. Yeah, it's it's like access to resources. Look, if I had more money... Uh, maybe I could shop at places that, you know, are a bit more expensive, but more environmentally fun. That's the thing. Like being ethical is such a privilege these days. It is. It is. Like, like green products are more expensive. Exactly. So if I don't have the money to afford it, obviously, where am I going to go? I'm going to go to the fast fashion, the fast food. I'm going to go for what I can afford. I need to look at my means first before I worry about everything else. Like, come on, man. We're, we basically just came out of college. My full-time job hasn't even started yet. I'm starting at the end of January. So right now I'm dead broke. Like I'm not going to go to like some super hi-fi brand 
to buy a jacket for a hundred dollars when H and M probably about to sell it for twenty. That's just not what I'm gonna do. It's like I want I want my plastic straws back. Let, honestly, I fucking hate. I fucking hate paper straws. They're the worst. <laughs> we went over this with Kush on that, on that yeah, last episode, but we it's got to come back. It's got to come gotta, back. We gotta, bro, <laughs> this was a, I, and we and we got into that topic too, man. I cannot fucking take the withering away of it, like while it withers away in my mouth. Like that's just weird. I can't deal with it. And it's not even like every place has adopted those. Like there's still so many plastic straws, and I don't understand why that's like the calling for environmental like activists like oh shit we got to get rid of the straws i feel like there's tons of things else that we could be looking at that could help the environment more than me sipping on a straw from my starbucks cup it's like like people flying private jets across the country are using more like are destroying the environment more than and a lifetime's worth of plastic straws easily Easily. And so yet, why don't we tackle the problem at the root? Yeah, but we're not going to because those people have money and we don't. Uh, that's just how it works, man. The money runs this world and it's unfortunate, but the rich will continue to do whatever they want and we're going to have to kind of pay the price for it. And I'm not saying like plastic to paper straws is like a huge price to pay for anything, but like it's just like these little inconveniences, I'd say. It's just like it falls on the masses rather than the top one percent yeah i feel like there's such a pressure to to do the right thing and like always be a fighter for progress in like yep. everything and this is like they were talking about this on the patriot act on this last episode mm-hmm. of the patriot act towards the end they were saying like there's so much going on in the world and like you're hearing about everything all the time yeah. and you know you look at your timeline and like everyone's fighting for something and you mm-hmm. have to care about this cause and this cause and it's like australia's on fire and then yeah. this and this and this and this and it's like bro like i can't I can't think about everything all the time and I can't care about everything all the time. Like it's It's, not fair and it's so draining. It is like everywhere you look, there's something else happening in the world. Like, look, you mentioned, you mentioned two major crises that are occurring in the world right now. We haven't even discussed the crisis in Yemen right now where people are starving. There's complete famine in Yemen where no one's even talking about that. Even in and we like if even if we look domestically, right? United States has just spent two point three trillion dollars on military equipment with what's about what's going on with our Iran and what may happen. Yet Flint, Michigan still doesn't have clean water. Like all of these things, it's hard for me to be like, holy crap! Like Australia's on fire, and then I'm like, oh fuck! But like Yemen, I don't I don't know where to put my attention put my resources put my time it's it's like a there's always something going on and it's just hard to figure out which one is the one i can go after because it's it is physically impossible to go after all of them yeah i don't know about you but like i don't even read news anymore Uh, my news comes from twitter and instagram or Something like that. I don't because like the like, way it used to be. Like it's that. like I have like uh, notifications for different yeah. news headlines that pop up yeah. on my phone like throughout the day, and like it's nonstop. And like every time you check your phone, it's like the first thing you see is like something crazy that's happening in the world. And you know maybe it's just me. Like I feel like news has just changed since we were kids. It's like I remember watching news. Like there was actually like good shit happening in the world that ended yeah. up on the news. And yeah. nowadays it's like. I never see like the things that are on the front page of newspapers are never good things. I remember no. um, 
Dude, the Nats won the World Series, and mm-hmm. the front page of the Wall Street Journal was like uh, some like court case that was happening. It's like, it's like, why? It's, like dep- it's literally depression everywhere. Like, what are you, you supposed to you look at? You can't filter it. You can't say like, no. hey, like I don't want to hear that. Like, don't tell me about that. You can't. You can't pick and choose what you're going to be exposed to. It's just no. flooding into your face all day. All day, and and because you know, obviously, rise of te- technology and the continuation of that we're only going to be exposed to that kind of stuff even more because people are going to highlight the worst stuff, right? Like very rarely on Twitter, do you like go through your timeline and you see like pure, like innocent, good stuff happening. Like it's always, everybody's on top of the worst thing that's going on. And that can be draining at times. Like I use, like there's sometimes when I just like put the phone down, I'm like, yo, like <clears throat> let me just kind of, I know I got to check my privilege a little bit that I'm allowed to even do that and not have to worry about those things. But like sometimes you just kind of got to get away from it. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's kind of like how I've been doing it, especially recently. Yeah, no, definitely. I think there's only so much you can take. And the crazy thing is, it's not like the world has gotten worse. It, no. The problem is these things have always been happening. Yep. It's just that the stories get out faster because exactly. everybody has a voice. It's yep. a blessing and a curse that everybody mm-hmm. has a voice because you're empowered and your story gets out there and it's easier to find support. Yeah. But at the same time, for everybody else, it's draining and it's such a it toll is. to have to see all these things all the time. Like all and I know that sounds that's unfair for me to think that way. And it's it really like when you say it out loud, it's messed up to say like yeah. I wish yeah. I didn't have to care about that. Yeah. But we gotta we we have to think about ourselves sometimes. Like yeah. you are what you eat, right? So exactly. you, your brain is what you consume. It's what and you see. It's what you hear. Exactly. And it's like, like you know, look, we, we're privileged to live in America and kind of be away from a lot of these issues that are going on in the world. And, you know, it's just human nature. People are going to care about the things that affect them most directly. Like, that's just first what's going to happen. You know, with everything going on in the world, like, I wish I could be better and try to help all these countries, help all these people, but it won't. It's it's almost impossible for me to do that, as, as, at, at least in the position I am right now. Um, so right now, it's kind of like sometimes gotta check your pri- privileges and count your blessings. But it, like like we've been saying, it's it is hard to care about everything. I, I don't know if I even could. And I definitely don't think it's just us. I feel like there's no. a lot of people that feel like this depression from yep. just hearing news. A lot of people kind of, I know there's a lot of people out there that feel the same way, but saying it will kind of offend people, you know? And uh, it's like here in, in 2020 and 2019 and all these past few years, it's impossible to say something without someone getting offended. And But like that's just been an issue, especially for me. Like I just feel like people get offended so quickly. And so even when you try to care for something, they'll think you're caring for it the wrong way. I'm like, come on, man. Like, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Like, it's been a it's been an issue for me, especially with social media. Like, I just see people getting triggered off of everything. Even when think, you have good intentions as well. Yeah. Like, you're always going to end up making a mistake. And that's just human nature. But, but there's just this culture of putting people on blast versus teaching them. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. Like, if somebody makes a mistake, if someone says something offensive... Say if someone like said something offensive about like brown culture, right? Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time, like our natural reaction is, "Yo, I'm gonna put this guy in plastic." Go, like, yeah, don't yeah. say that. And it's like yeah. nobody is gonna walk away from that confrontation positively. 
Because yeah. they're going to think, yo, damn, like, I'm mad embarrassed. Like, I said that. Like, I'm not even going to, like, try. But at least yeah. if you make it a learning experience and, like, you say, like, hey, like, that's not, like, appropriate. Like, that, you shouldn't think that way. This is why. And then, like, you make it a discussion. You make it a learning moment. Yeah. Then both parties walk away from that with a positive experience. I agree. It's, a, it's about a shift in conversation. Uh, like how we talk about things and how we're willing to engage in those discussions and be more open-minded. I feel like although now we have more resources to share our voice, people are becoming more and more closed-minded to other points of view. Like people are just stuck in the points that they have and they're like, nah, this is it. This is the right way and I don't think I'm ever going to change my opinion. I don't, what What kind of experiences have you had? Like have you had like these kind of discussions with people like, trying to you know discuss some important topic and people are just like so steadfast in their opinions um so like i think there's definitely been instances in my life where it's like i say something that i never thought was inappropriate until that moment and like i get put on blast for it yeah. and like in that moment i'm not gonna think about what i'm doing i'm gonna more think about like yo fuck like why is this person like going after me like this mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um and like later on in life it's like when you start to like see and hear other people's perspectives then you actually learn like what the reality of this like yeah. life is right yeah it's like i um, can't i can't like pick like a specific instance but and I, i'm sure like it happens all the time with everything mm -hmm. with every kind of issue the grammys coming up january 26th um and looking at the nominees for best rap album who you got what's your what's your vote best rap album yes sir. do you want my vote of what's gonna win or what my favorite of those five are so let's let's because though you know no, macklemore know. won yep, <laughs> the best yep. rap album yeah it was it 2014 let's so, go we'll, let's go first who you think will win and then then we'll talk about who we think should actually win um i think igor is gonna win yep that's what I thought. Too. And I want Revenge of the Dreamers to win. Hey, my guy, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I said. Um, or the or, Lost Boy. Like, yeah, YBN's album was fantastic. I think those are the two. Championships had a few good songs. Um, you know, obviously, Going Bad was a huge hit. I really like 24/7 and Stuck in My Ways, but uh, I think Lost Boy was definitely, definitely one of the best albums of the year. But I think of all of these, the best one is Revenge of the Dreamers. But I, like knowing the history of the Grammys, I don't think it's going to win. Personally, it's, it's going to be Igor. Like for me, when you say best rap album, it has to be like a complete work. Like as a complete yeah. body of work, I enjoyed that. Like there were oh, a yeah. lot of songs on the album that I genuinely like added into my yep. library and I really yep. liked it. That was the, that's the way I felt about Revenge of the Dreamers 3. I think mm -hmm. with Igor, I have two songs yeah. in my library. Yeah, it's I, like a boy is not a boy is a gun and um, earth and earthquake. Earthquake, yeah. That was it. Earthquake was the only one for me. Um, out of Revenge of the Dreamers, which one was your favorite song? Uh, I want to say Under the Sun. Hey, my guy, look at this. This is why we do a podcast together. The baby's verse on that, yo. I think hey. if you have the baby on a track, it's gonna be fire. Literally, oh, this year, oh my god, he's blown up. He's Literally, has become one of my favorite artists. I think like, 20, so far. yeah, twenty nineteen is definitely the baby's year. Oh, for sure, man. His album was fantastic. I'm honestly, I'm kind of surprised it wasn't up here. I I know, like, maybe I I I just want to say it for impact sake, like just because like he was just doing numbers with his new album, yeah, and just popping everywhere. But you're right, his verse on Under the Sun was absolutely fantastic. But 
uh, I remember us having this discussion a little while ago, um, and you said uh, that the baby is one of those rappers where like you will listen to his music over and over, but you will never remember a single verse that he said. And I, th- I thought that was so funny. And the more I thought of it, I was like, God damn, this is really true. I've listened to so many of his songs, I cannot repeat a single verse. Yo, it's like that meme. It's like. Um, re- like sing back uh, to baby verse or pick up 25 cards and the dude <laughs> with 25 cards you know but fuck that's, I'll that's have the whole deck in my hand like if you were to ask me to recall one to baby verse I couldn't do it I st- I'm, ju- I'm genuinely thinking I can't do it it's like I can maybe give you pieces and lines maybe of a chorus but like verses that he's done or features he's done it's just like I'm at a blank. I literally but don't know. The thing is, if you played the track, I could probably rap along to it. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. I think there's there should be like there's like lyrics that you know, and then there's lyrics that you can know when the song yeah. is playing. Yeah, his uh, yeah, he definitely has like, he has his unique flow. Like I love his music. Honestly, I think of the 2019 newest artists, like I think he was easily. I don't. I wouldn't even say he was a new artist, but like. The way he came onto the scene, I think he was my favorite of 2019 of the new people coming on. Um, Speaking so, of uh, rap, though, so this yeah. is recent news. Mac Miller's family put together um, the last project that he was working on, yeah. um, and they're releasing it, I believe, January 13th. That's what crazy. are your thoughts on that? That's crazy, man. I mean, the world, like, you know, when he passed away, there's like a lot of his fans like I I'll I'll be completely honest I'm not I'm not the biggest Mac Miller fan um, I couldn't really claim to be one um, but I feel like when I heard about this um, I felt like it was kind of just like a a last kind of tribute to him um, I don't know I just my only hope is that it does his music justice and is respectful to how good of an artist he actually was but i don't want it to be where like they put it all together and it it just it like kind of flops i don't think it will but i just want it to be respectful to his work that's kind that's of the my thing only thought. that's the way i feel that's how i feel about posthumous albums it's yeah. like there's more to being a musical artist than just recording yeah. the track in the studio right exactly. there's a vision that goes behind it like mm-hmm. if you were to take like igor and said here are all of Tyler creators verses like put that album together yeah you'd never be able to do it no. the way that it was the way that it ended up being exactly and you know maybe this album should have stayed in the vault yeah because it's not it's really Mac Miller's album like did he really put that together it's his voice but is it his but it's not his work album you know what I mean yeah I just it kind of feels it kind of feels like they're plagiarizing yeah in a way it's kind of weird that way right like his family is just putting it together but i feel like you know with good intention but you know it could very well fall flat on his face and i i really hope it doesn't i really hope they're able to you know get the level of work obviously the level of work that he created is impossible but try to give as much respect to that as possible yeah, um, and I mean, ultimately, like it's it's his family's decision. Like yeah. I'm all for that. And like yeah. in the note that they wrote, they said that it would have been like his dream for like this music to be available for his fans. Mm-hmm. Which, like, if that's tr- truly the case, like put yeah. it out, right? I think yeah. the fans, like, if the fans really, if he really wanted it to go out there, then of course put yeah. it out there. And if the fans wanted it, like they deserve to have it. Yeah, um, with respect to his wishes, then 
then I'm all for it. But There's like, no... is that necessarily the case? Who knows? Yeah, and we'll never know, right? Like, that's and just like his family stands to profit from it, which makes you think twice about it. Yeah, like I know this. This is definitely the case for Michael Jackson. Like that family has just ripped off that man's entire name and like mm-hmm. taken all of these mm-hmm. like hidden tracks that he's had and like put them out. Like that yeah. thing with Drake, I'm sure I don't know how much money they made off that, but it must have been like millions and millions yeah. of dollars, right? Probably. And like. I'm sure, like, a lot of that family, like, estate, like, they're still trying to build it up, and I'm sure he still has a lot of debt to, like, certain people, but, like, it's greedy to a certain point, and, like, I'm not accusing that family of doing that, but it's just a consideration to have, like, when you play this album. Especially when you look at the context of what, of how it's being released and things like that, it's, like, it's hard to separate those, but you want to believe in the best intentions of people. So I'm, I'm, and I'm I also hoping. don't want to speak too soon because I know he has the Mac Miller Foundation. Yeah. So if all the proceeds goes towards that, like I could be just speaking out my yeah. ass and like crucify me for that if yeah. it's the case. Um, but you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, Do I want to hear it? Sure, I'll listen yeah, to it. I'm gonna definitely listen. Um, am um, I gonna think that it's Mac Miller music? It's his voice. Yeah, but it's not. It's not his work necessarily. Um, and then speaking of work, what about uh, best rap song? Which, uh, what are you looking at there? Best rap song. Yes, sir. You know, I'm really disappointed by this category. I feel like there could have been better ones in here. I think so, too. I, like, the the addition of Gold Roses, I don't really Uh, think it deserves to be there, for real. Like, I don't really think it should be there. A lot, um, A Lot by 21 Savage. I love J. Cole's verse, and I love that song. Um. Racks in the Middle... Only because of Nipsey, Nipsey, sure. Yeah, I don't think it in itself is the best rap song of of the year. Uh, bad idea, I think, definitely deserves to be there. Um, I didn't Chance. like bad idea. Really? Only because only because I hate Chance the Rapper. <laughs> Actually, the best best song I think on on YBN's album anyway was uh, with Anderson Park, R&P. R&P, yeah. I believe it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was my favorite song on that. I would put, um, yeah. I don't know of all the songs on the album. I don't know why "Bad Idea" was the one that was nominated. Yeah. Hmm. But the thing is, like, so a rap song is like for the songwriter, so like the lyrics. Yeah. But I think rap performance is like the song as a whole. So in that category, it was the London Ballin Panini Drip Too Hard and Higher. Yeah, Higher. Oh no no sorry that was um or that's was a different that? I'm sorry I had that category wrong it's actually middle child shug down bad racks in the middle and clout oh that's a good that is a good section of nominees right there oh that's tough hmm I want to give it to down bad man yeah or actually no middle child definitely middle child middle child or down bad for me yeah I might go down bad honestly I really like I really like that one. Uh, I would say down bad for me, but if Middle Child were to win, like I wouldn't be mad. Like that's, it's right there. It, Yo, it, the way J like Cole came on that track, yeah, it was unparalleled. For I sure. don't think he could have picked a better flow to come in on that beat with. Crazy! It fucking blew my mind the first time I heard it. Yeah, he. Uh, it was something different. Like J Cole doesn't really do that kind of flow, and when he did, he it, used to like, make fun of it. He used to like yeah, hate that like mumble exactly. rap style, right? But he's kind of adopted it like a little bit. I've noticed a it. Bit. A little bit, and it's and he makes it work, man. As much as you can call us like J Cole stands or whatever, like the man makes it work. His lyrics are unmatched. He's he's just that. He's nice. He's nice with it. Um, yeah, I'm an unapologetic J Cole stand. I'm yeah, sorry. Like I sure. take take this with a grain of salt. Like I'm super biased. 
yeah. when it comes to J. Cole. But obviously, like, I feel mean, like objectively, <laughs> that was a fucking amazing song. Yeah. And obviously, I've, I feel like even the listeners can see because, like, our choices for the song, like, best rap album, Revenge of the Dreamers, and we're talking about Middle Child and Down Bad. Like, we are J. Cole heavy biased people. Yeah, um, but the thing about the thing about Revenge of the Dreamers 3 is, like, even the songs that didn't have J. Cole on it yep, were still sick. They were still good. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just him. Like, that album isn't good just because of him. It's good because of how many artists he was able to get together and then put out a quality product. It wasn't just, like, rushed and just, like, you know, spit out. It was a fantastic compilation of people. And I, I know we, we were supposed to talk about, um, our, like, our decade in review or, like, thoughts on the new year yeah. um, on this last episode, but we'll give a brief, like, just a brief chat about, you know, what this past decade has been. Uh, yeah. I just want to talk about like this past year like this I think the ability for people to get their voice out there has gone up exponentially like people in their living rooms with like a laptop and a microphone can put out a podcast and like all these people are listening and like that was the craziest yeah. part about 2019 for me it's like yo like we're nobodies mm-hmm. like we're just like we're just dudes in our living rooms with like these shitty microphones Literally. and like we're putting together this thing that we really like fucking love doing and there's people <laughs> that are rocking with us like and asking for new episodes like yeah, all the man. time and like it's honestly so humbling to like know that like people are genuinely connecting to like what we're putting out there and that we've had the opportunity to even do something like this is crazy exactly. like, if you had to ask someone 50 years ago like whether like their words would have been heard by like hundreds of people like they'd be like you're out of your mind like i don't even know 100 people but like for us it's just like a few clicks a few drags and like we're out there and people are like listening to us like and like making us a part of their life it's crazy exactly people are like listening in like iceland and different fucking countries that i've never even been to like that's that's what blew my mind when we looked at those statistics like the globalization of everything that's happening it's a blessing and a curse you know, it's a curse that we see everything that's going on and constantly, like we talked about earlier, but it's a blessing in that, you know, you can reach people now that you may not have ever even been able to come in contact with in previous decades. And and obviously in the future, it'll probably be even more. And I'm, you know, so thankful for everything I learned in the past decade and everything to come in this new one that, you know, this is a project that, you know, we both enjoy I think we've both had a lot of fun. We're hopefully, like, you know, slowly trying to improve. And, you know, hopefully 2020 is a year where we kind of keep it consistent and keep that quality content coming out for our listeners. But, you know, I'm very excited for the, the next year, next few years of my life. And the and I hope everybody else is excited for the next few coming seasons of Elmo's World. But, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to us this past uh, couple, this past year. 2019 was a huge year for this podcast, and we're so grateful to be going into 2020, going strong, stronger than ever. Um, follow us on Instagram, at Elmo's yes, World. Tell your friends about us. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, this is a grassroots podcast. Tell your friends, send your family, you know, support local artists. Do your part. Please, please, support local businesses, support local artists. We just need, you know, we're, we're not saying, like, anything like we're trying to pop or anything. It's just something we do for fun. But if y'all learning something, if y'all have discussions you guys want us to have on this please let us know give us a follow on instagram like elmer said and you know just keep rocking with your boys yeah we're hoping to get more engagement with our audience we're trying to get you guys calling into the show maybe we'll hopefully we'll figure out how to do that this year 2020 is a new year baby um but with that it's been your boy elmer Momi signing off yes sir peace